Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Thursday to you. Hope it's starting off well. And I I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous for tonight. A little bit nervous for the Celtics. Especially considering how uninspired they played in the last game. I'm 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 hoping that that's I mean it's uh, there's been a lot of moments of that in this series. But I'm hoping that uh, with the, their backs against the wall and the season on the line, that they will respond. Uh, it won't be easy, though. They're in Philadelphia, so it won't be easy. We'll see what happens. And uh, I think tonight, you know, normally I, I sit down to watch the game, depending on if I have all my work done. You know, if I have to do work, I haven't really... My home office isn't really built for me to watch the game and work at the same time. Like I've told you before, I usually have the TV on for background noise, uh, but I'll be sitting at my desk, and when I'm at my desk, my back is to the TV. And I do have a little table next to my chair, which is next to the desk, which I could put my computer on and work on so I could look right up at the TV, but I find that I don't get my work done if I do that. But tonight, if I don't have my work done in time, I think I might have to do that because I, I've got to see every moment of what happens in this game. And I sit if I don't have work to do, I sit down in my chair with my can of Coke Zero and watch the game. But I, tonight, I think I'm going to have to have a beer just to, <laughs> just to get through it, especially if they start playing tonight like they were playing uh, at the end of the last game. So, well, th- actually throughout the entire last game. You know, and speaking of, of Coke Zero, see, so the way some people might be like craft beer aficionados, you know how there are people like that's their hobby or people who are into wine, you know, like that's kind of their thing. They'll they'll go out and they'll try every microbrew or they'll take a day trip to a vineyard or what have you because that's, you know, that's kind of their, their thing. I'm not really a big drinker. So, like, the beers that I have in my fridge right now are leftover Guinness from St. Patrick's Day. Which means I probably should drink them soon or else they probably won't be any good. But, like, I'm not a big alcohol drinker. Uh, but throughout my life, I was always a big soda drinker. Well, as you get older, you don't want to be drinking a lot of sugary sodas. But 
Uh, so that's why I made the switch to, to Coke Zero. But the I got excited about craft sodas the way people get excited about craft beers, especially root beer. You know, I try every different kind of root beer that I can find. Um, I, I like to go up to Cracker Barrel in Rentham because they have all kinds of, you know, small batch sodas for sale and brands that you probably haven't heard of. And sometimes I'll buy some online. Not often because, like, I'd, I like kind of the thrill of finding it out in the wild. But I enjoy, you know, an occasional soda like that. I don't really drink them very often. Like, uh, I went to, when did I go to Cracker Barrel last? I think November. Yeah, November, because I bought my hat. Uh, but I just drank the last of the six sodas that I bought at Cracker Barrel like two weeks ago. So it's it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a big obsession for me anymore. I'm mostly water, lemonade, iced tea, and I will have uh, orange juice on the weekends with my breakfast as much pulp as possible. But I started drinking the Coke Zero and I found something very interesting last night that, that maybe some of you will agree with. I don't know how many of you are Coke Zero drinkers. I couldn't drink it when it first came out. I can't drink diet. I don't like the, the taste of diet anything. But the Coke Zero is like, well, this is supposed to taste like Coke and it has even less calories than Diet Coke. No sugar, no carbs. Like, let's, let's try it. And it was not good at all. But they've changed the formula, and now it tastes, to me, pretty much like regular Coke. There's a little bit of an aftertaste, but you get used to it. Now, as a, as a Coke drinker, you know, throughout my life, there's a hierarchy of Coke. The best Coke that you can get is a fountain Coke from McDonald's. It, not, not from anywhere else. It has to be a fountain Coke from McDonald's. That's number one. Then for me, number two would be a glass bottle Coke. Number three would be it, uh, different. Some people say three would be a, a plastic, you know, 20-ounce uh, bottle. Others say it would be a can, and other people reverse those. I think for me, it would probably be a can and then a 20-ounce bottle. But what I found with Coke Zero is can is number one, 20-ounce bottle is number two. I haven't had a glass bottle one. And the McDonald's Fountain Coke Zero is the worst. Like, I've gotten one from Cumberland Farms that's better than the one that you get at McDonald's. And I was like, what is this? Why, why is it so bad? Like, why do I like it perfectly fine in a can, but I drink it in a, you know, a 20 ounce from a, a fountain drink from McDonald's. Why is it so bad? And it turns out, I think I figured out why. It has like kind of like a musty taste to it. And I bet it's because who's going to McDonald's and asking for a Coke Zero except me. I, you know, I just, I leave here sometimes at night and I go grab one of those and, you know, that gives me my caffeine push to get me through the work I got to finish up when I get home. But I think nobody else is, nobody else is getting a Coke Zero from McDonald's because that might be why it has that, that musty taste to it. So, so anybody that works at McDonald's, just give the Coke Zero trigger a, 
shot every now and then just to keep the keep the product flowing. When I worked in, uh, and, and Phil can probably attest to this, he's probably had to do it, but when I worked at uh, the diner I worked at for all those years and, and then the cooking job I had afterward, that was one of the, the cleaning jobs that had to be done every, you know, every once in a while. It, it wasn't something that had to be done daily. Some of it was done daily. Like uh, every day you would want to unscrew the nozzle that the soda comes out of when you hit the machine and you want to just rinse those out and there's a little screen in there to catch any, you know, sticky syrup stuff that doesn't flow through. So you want to rinse that out every day. But then every month or so or every six weeks, you want to clean the lines. But some, I'm sure that there are plenty of places that, that, that don't do that. Anyway, we, you didn't come here to talk about fountain soda, but I just thought that I would point that out. Uh, and, and, and if anybody knows of any interesting, I know Barry talked about this when he talked about coffee soda, but if anybody knows about any interesting, you know, small craft soda, shoot me a text, uh, shoot me a um, app chat message on the WBSM app or an email, Tim at WBSM.com. Let me know what it is and where to find it because I will try it. I like to go up when I'm in Rentham. I like to go to the outlets and go to that candy store they have up there because you can get some of those weird sodas there. You can get bacon soda, not baking soda, bacon soda, bacon flavored soda. You can get, what else do they have? Uh, well, you can get grape and orange knee high for those of you who remember that growing up. So, you know, little, little things like that, you know, other people want to go out and, you know, have a Friday night at the bar where they drink. You know, bring me to A&W and buy me a root beer float. That's, uh, that's more my speed. So anyway, we're, like I said, we're not going to talk soda all morning. Um, I did watch last night the CNN town hall with Donald Trump. I don't know how many of you did. A lot of folks that listen to this station just don't want to watch CNN no matter what. But I thought that it was a very interesting uh, presentation that and I figured it would probably be see I, I, I don't know maybe it's my own naivete here but I thought being on CNN being the first presidential town hall the first, uh, of the presidential election for 2024 and being hosted moderated by Caitlin Collins I don't know why I thought that, you know, Donald Trump might be more reserved. And I know that that's not his brand. But I'm also thinking he's probably trying to have a more mass appeal. He's probably thinking to himself, there are a lot of CNN viewers who probably voted for Joe Biden who are dissatisfied with the job that Joe Biden has done. And that if I can get in there and remind them not of, you know, the things that they didn't like about me as a president, but remind them about some of the things that I did that they might like and talk about some things that I want to do that they might like and give them, you know, not that I, you know, I expect them to change who he is, but it's, it's, it was 90 minutes out of his life. I thought that he would be a little bit less Donald Trump. 
just given those circumstances. Still plenty of time to be Donald Trump as we know him. But I just thought maybe he would come into this a little bit more I don't want to say centrist, but a little bit more palatable for the people that didn't like him. And then what happens is that can further weaken Joe Biden's chances. You know, they're, they're, they have polling now that suggests, uh, what was it, the ABC poll that suggests that if the election were today and it was Donald Trump and Joe Biden, Donald Trump would win. So ride that wave, get people to feel a little bit more dissatisfied with Joe and not so nervous about Trump. And that might cause some of those numbers for Biden to go down even more. And maybe that encourages more Democrats to try to get in the race and weaken his position even more. I mean, I'm no political strategist, but it would have made sense to me to, to try and do something like that. But he instead went full Donald Trump. Now, he was in front of a friendly crowd because the, the crowd there were Republican or unenrolled voters who had voted for Trump. So he had a friendly audience there. And I think he started to fall into the, the habit of playing to the crowd. So even if they had a different strategy going into it, I think he kind of got wrapped into, you know, making the audience laugh and getting them to cheer and all that stuff because... He likes that stuff. I mean, who doesn't? Everybody wants to be loved by the audience they're in front of. And Caitlin Collins is trying to, you know, fact check in real time the things that he's saying. And I know people that are Trump supporters will watch that and they will say, well, she was being very rude. She was interrupting him. You know, she she wouldn't let him speak. She kept hammering home whatever point she wanted to make. They had, a, they had someone on who was a Trump supporter on the panel afterwards, and that's basically what he was saying. He was like, you know, that was an embarrassing performance by her. I, I don't think so. Because, first of all, I'm sure Donald Trump knew that that was going to happen. They talked about how they had agreed upon ahead of time nothing was off limits. And so I'm sure he knew that that was coming, and I'm sure he liked that because he could, he could play off of it. Like he, he would say, you know, can I finish what I'm saying when, when he felt that he needed to? But a lot of times he would just, you know, ignore what she was saying and keep going anyway. And it was, it was very interesting to watch. But it was also, you know, she had the patience of a saint because I couldn't sit there like that and have him keep, you know, dismissing me like that and just keep a straight face and just keep asking the same question. I would have gotten flustered and been like, ah. Forget this. And, you know, he he did call her a, a nasty woman at one point because she was fact-checking him and all that. But, you know, in, in the end, like, it was playing into his, his presentation. But what I thought was the strangest part is he had just lost a defamation suit against E.G. Carroll, and you can say whatever you want about whether or not that suit is is viable, and uh, they say that they're going to appeal it and all that, but he just lost a judgment for defamation, and then he called her a whack job on national television. It's not going to help your appeal. It's not going to help your appeal when you say, I didn't defame her. 
I shouldn't have to pay her $5 million. And then, oh, yeah, just the, the day after they made the judgment, I, I totally defamed her <laughs> on the air. It's just going to make for a hard um, hard uh, appeal process, I think. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, what's up, Tim? How you doing? Good. Um, say what you want about the uh, the lawsuit. The, the guy... You know, there was no proof. There was no proof that he even looked at this woman. There was no evidence brought to the jury, but yet somehow, some way or another, he still lost the suit. Well, I think I think the you know, defamation was easy to prove because I mean he said all kinds of things about her in the media. So like that that aspect of it, I think, is you know you can say whether or not you think that it's fair or not because. Would he have had to defame her if she didn't make the accusation? Like, all of that comes about, but uh, at least that part of it, and I think that that's probably the part of it that will be the harder part to hold up. And if I, if I think if I remember right, $3 million of the judgment was for that, for the defamation. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's for uh, they, that, that, it, this whole conviction, not, well, I don't, well, yeah, I guess you could say he was convicted, because not convicted, but... No, I, um, it, it's a jury decision. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. But it, well, what I'm saying is, is that it, it opens up a whole can of worms for anybody and anyone to sue anybody for anything and get away with it because there's no proof. You, yeah, you, I could literally, well, I could literally sue, sue. Okay, uh, let's say you, right? I could literally say you and say you tried to bring me to the bathroom and do ungodly things to me and i have no proof for it i can't remember when the day was or i can't remember what month it was but it was around this time of year you know the sun was shining and there was blue skies and yeah that's all i have for proof and what are they going to do throw the case out they can't because they just won a case with the same evidence well that's i mean that's, that's not a donald trump phenomena either i mean that's been the case for lawsuits for a long time. I mean, there's a lot of, for lack of a better term, frivolous lawsuits that happen every day of people who yeah. are just trying to see if the legal system will fall on their side in a dispute with somebody, even if they're, you know, in the wrong. Well, well I shouldn't say if they're in the wrong. I should, I should say if, they're, if their claims are wrong. It goes, it goes for the same thing when that lady from, uh, I think it was Marlboro or uh, wherever, dude, Philip Morris because the lights, I don't know if you caught the news yesterday, but I'm sure you did. You, you, you know, you work for the radio station, but it's like she sued Philip Morris for smoking light cigarettes because they advertise it to be more health, to be healthier than Marlboro Reds. It's like, lady, I, I you know, you're still smoking the cigarettes. Right. You, they, I mean, technically, were they healthier? I mean, I guess, but when you're dealing with something I, that's unhealthy to begin with, yeah, it's. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not a hypocrite. I smoke. I've smoked for so many years of my life, okay, and uh, especially being in the military, in the infantry. I mean, I used to smoke two packs a day and and chew chew and uh, chew, chew, chew and tobacco on top of smoking. But you weren't fooling but, I mean, yourself I'm, into thinking like, oh, this is fine. No, I knew it was unhealthy for me to do it, but hey, that's what that was one of my crutches to get through what I had to get through in my lifetime. But it's like, you know, at the same uh, you know at the same time, it's like, okay, I, I get it, it's unhealthy, but I'm not gonna go sue. Kodiak Wintergreen, and I'm not going to go sue Philip Morris because of my own actions. Do you, do you but, know? Do you know what was the lawsuit that kind of started some of this? 
I have no or idea. Or at least push this, you know, more to the forefront. Remember the woman that sued McDonald's because she spilled the yeah, coffee in her lap? Yep, yep, yep. I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And now, now they, they have to put Russian <laughs> hot, hot on the on the contents of the cup. Because I had no idea my cup was going to be full of hot yeah. coffee when I ordered a hot coffee. It's nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's and that's the sad part of it is there does have to be like all of those kind of disclaimers on things now because people will and it doesn't it see it that's the thing it doesn't matter deal. you can go into this lawsuit saying like there's no chance in hell that this is gonna this is gonna you know go against us but it doesn't matter you've spent the time having to fight it you've spent the time you know the money on the lawyers having to fight yeah, it yeah. you've had the PR hit from some people from putting it out there so it is it, it and I think that a lot of the stuff that is frivolous. You know, there needs to be a little bit more of a screening process before it actually goes to trial. Yeah, I, I just, I like I said, I, I, I don't really agree with the, um, the conviction of the whole rape, the whole rape uh, thing with that lady. What, what was her name again? Uh, e. Jean Carroll. But it, 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 it wasn't. Carroll, okay, he, okay. he, they, they did not say that he raped her. They just said that he sexually assaulted her, which there is sexually a, there is a her, difference. Okay. Yeah. So rape yeah, was yeah. one of the things that they were looking at, but they decided it didn't get to that level. Yeah. Well. Um, and the whole town hall thing, um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. It was. I didn't really watch the whole thing. I, I caught a. I caught a glimpse of it. I caught a little segment of when he he pulled out of his suit, suit jacket the, the 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 notes from um, the tweets and all that other stuff and the true social posts and stuff about how uh, the January sixth. Um, riots and everything, you know, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if you caught that. I that, did that yeah. part of the show. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, well, he was, you know, incorrect on some of the, the times that he was talking about. And then, then he had that whole thing of, I have the tweet, but they put it down. They pulled it down. You know, if you look at the Twitter files, they say they pulled it down. Well, okay, but if Twitter pulled down your tweet, you should have put it out again. I mean, you can't tell me that he wasn't yeah. sitting there, you know, watching to see how many people shared his tweet and what the reactions were to his tweet. He absolutely, anybody that that tweets like that I'm is going sure to do he that has, i'm sure he has guys that do people who are watching it yeah and so yeah. you know you you could have easily just put out another tweet there i understand you might be a little bit upset because it was taken down you're like oh screw these guys i'm not going to use their platform to to get this out but you know in that in the reality of that moment and in real time that's your that's your best way outside of you know breaking into the television coverage of it i mean i i i thought it was i mean from what i watched last night i thought it was pretty cool I mean, I he, think, I think he, he cool definitely he definitely know. lied quite a bit. Like saying that you know Nancy Pelosi said well, don't send I, the troops. Nancy Pelosi isn't in charge of capital security. Well, I mean, not for nothing, but he's Donald Trump. You know what I mean? I love Trump. I do. I I, I think he was a good president. But it's like like every 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 great president or good president or any president for any matter, everyone lies. You you lie. I lie. I. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to say I lie like lie, but, you know, everybody tells a white lie every once in a while. But, listen, the guy was great. I mean, well, I'm not even going to start because I, I didn't know what this well, the, But you're, 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 you're saying, you know, white lies. There's a, there's a difference between a little white lie and, you know, say, and, and making up a lie that uh, questions the integrity of American elections and causes people to go to the Capitol and destroy the building. I still don't understand how that guy, what was it, 80 million votes? Over Trump, I still I can't fathom that. I, I, no, 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 no. It was it wasn't wasn't eighty. It was seven million votes. What more. Was it? Seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven. I thought it was eighty. My, my bad. But yeah. No. Okay. Well, seven million votes over Trump. I mean, I just can't. I still can't. For the life of me, just 
even wrap my head around well, it, that. I mean, it, look what we have now, you know. It looks like you're going to get another chance to see those, you know, to see what happens in a, in a, another year or so. So yeah. we'll see what happens. what happens. All right. All right, Tim. Thank Thanks, you for the call. Yeah. I'm going to take one more call there, and then i got to take a break because I'm behind for it. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? <laughs> I watched uh, part of that last night. I was actually quite happy that CNN uh, – made the time to have a town hall with Donald Trump and give him a, you know, obviously they're going to ask questions and give him a platform to, you know, every time you get a chance like that, you can kind of reset the clock. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are questions about the past and all these things. Um, and I think the person that was interviewing him did a, gr- a great job. I don't think there's any issues there. Um, but you know, from when he entered the room, it was funny cause you, I, you, know, you read people pretty well and, um, he was leaning back and slow and, I was like, wow, what happened to his confidence? You know, the guy looks like his half of his confidence has left his body. And he used to come in the room charging with a fist up. And, you know, I, you know, and that wasn't a big deal, but, um, you know, I think that voters watch something like this, like me, I'm an independent voter. I voted for Obama and I voted for uh, Donald Trump. So there you go. That's a pretty wide swath. (laughs) Um, And um, I don't really, you know, I was really happy with what he did in the first, um, his first term. Um, I'm looking for a re- resolution to this disaster that we have now in Biden, and that's my opinion, obviously. Um, and um, I wasn't really happy with, you know, he, again, goes back to defending his own personal things, tweets, and and all of these, you know, issues. And I ended up turning it off and saying, you know, what, I'll come back in 10 or 15 minutes to see if he's switching it around. And um, and, you know, and I and it came back and it really didn't change a lot. But, you know, he did bring up some really salient points. And I'm like, OK, so half of this thing he's resolving. The other half is making me think I need somebody else. Um, and I guess that I would just say that he needs an army of a PR team to keep him on message because he tries to freestyle and he's very undisciplined. And what ends up happening is that's not what I'm looking for as a voter in the next election. I, I'm looking for someone that's going to solve and re- resolve these problems. And they're, they're, you know, what we have on the table is massive right now. I mean, you can't name a topic that isn't really a big problem right now. Yeah, and in know? terms in terms of, like, what he would plan for uh, another term, there wasn't really a lot of discussion about that. Even when Caitlin Collins asked him some questions, like, he didn't really, he kind of went back to those talking points. But one, one part, and I don't know if you got to see it, but one part where he did talk about um, a, a possible plan is, one of the people in the audience asked him, like, what will you do to get us out of this economic situation that we're in? And he said, drill, baby, drill. And that was pretty much how they left it. Like, they didn't, they didn't push for any more ideas about how to, how to fix the economy. And I, and I get some of that is, you know, we don't want to say too much of that too far out because the situation might be completely different by the time people are voting. So, you know, that plan will evolve. But still... Like that was one of the few times that I saw where they really kind of talked about what the future would be rather than relitigate the past. Yeah, I, I, if I were his PR person, you know, and and could literally pull the strings, I would say every time Biden does something, go on the air and and encounter what you would do, right? Because that's what people. That's one of the big you know lever points is Trump did things so differently this way, and we were so happy. Um, and Biden's doing things this way, and we're so unhappy. And so if he's doing something that makes you unhappy, come right on after and say, hey, you're not going to meet with, uh, you know, with the, the head of the uh, of Congress. Uh, here's what I would have done, you know, because then it gives people this path to go, oh, if he was still in power, he would have done this, and he would have done this, and we don't like what Biden did, so I'm, gonna, I'm voting for Trump. And the other thing is, 
you know, aside from leaving these um, personal attacks and issues aside, is uh, like you said, is outline where you would go the day you start. Start. What are the things you do? I'd close the border, let's say, right? Whatever it is. I mean, I don't know. He he's already said one thing. He could stop the war in the Ukraine in one day. That's a. I mean, that's a. It's a pretty big statement. It, it is, like, but, what, but when pushed on how he would do that, the answer was, well, you know, if I was president, this never would have happened. Putin never would have tried this. Yeah, okay, no, but he, he did. He, so, also said, he also said if when they asked him, what would you do? He says, well, I'm not going to give that to Biden to do. And that, I'm like, well, that's, that's not, that's not going to help you, dude, because Biden's not going to do it anyway to start with. Right. Um, <laughs> And so just put it out there because they can all refute it and whatever, but then you've shown people a path. But, you know, I, obviously he doesn't want to tip off Ukraine and, and, uh, and Russia as to what he would do. But it's just tough to when you make a statement that is not defendable or doesn't have some bullet points to go, oh, I, I see how you can get there. There's the ladder. But, you know, he's, you know, he's a saying, I, I can get on top of that mountain. And you're like, how? And, and also... Isn't that the same thing as like people who say, well, Biden wants the war to keep going because, you know, that benefits him politically and that helps him stay in power as opposed to, well, if Donald Trump could solve the war but chooses not to, isn't he just using that for his own elective benefit too? Like, don't you want to see the war get over and, and, and be over and have the American people stop sending tax dollars over there? Like, if you could solve the problem, solve the problem. It shouldn't matter whether or not you're in that office or not. Yeah, uh, and I'll leave you with this because I need to go, but um, Trump was a... I would say he was a pre-World War II type president. Um, he was um, like, we need to defend the homeland, um, but we're not going to get ourselves involved in other skirmishes. So he was pulling a lot of stuff back um, around the world. Now, you know, he went after, you know, um, Al-Qaeda and um, ISIS. I mean, he wiped them out, and they're gone. I mean, when's the last time you had talked about ISIS? Um, and so he was, like, willing to project power at a high level, but not willing to like commit ourselves to losing troops and and uh, you know the, you know it's like having the gun in the closet. It's not to run out and shoot every day out in the front yard. It's for when you need it. Mm -hmm. And I think that he, there were a lot of. I mean, I'm a mil come from a military family, so I agreed with that. But um, yeah, anyway, not super impressed. But um, we'll see where it goes from there. Absolutely. Thank you for the call. You bet. And uh, if you want to call in and chime in on that, 508-996-0500, uh, anything really is on the table. But I just, I wanted to bring that up because I know a lot of you probably watched it. Uh, some of you who don't watch CNN because you don't want to watch CNN probably didn't even know that it was happening. So um, I'm sure you can go and watch it on demand. Uh, this would be something that I'm sure they put up on their on-demand menu. If not, you can see it on online on CNN.com, I'm sure. It's, if you are a, if you are a diehard Donald Trump supporter... I think you'll enjoy watching it. If you are somebody that is on the fence about whether or not you want to vote for him in 2024, you should give it a watch and see what you think about the, you know, as, as the previous caller said, you know, you're watching it to see kind of how he responds to these questions and get an idea and get a sense of what his plans are. And then if you are somebody who would never vote for him and already have your mind made up that it's going to be anybody but him uh, in the next election, watch it anyway, because what you're going to see in there is you're going to see a lot of, um, what he will get on the campaign trail from some other people, too. I mean, if he thought, you know, uh, that uh, Caitlin Collins was was nasty to him, uh, wait until you're up there on a debate stage with you know some of the other Republican candidates, the ones that are out there now and whoever may be there by the time that comes around. Caller, hang on. I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And back to the talk with you at 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. 
How are you, Mr. Weisberg? Good. How are you doing? Good. Now, this thing with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you if you believe that he could stop that war. Um, I So I don't know necessarily uh, if he could. I do know that Vladimir Putin would probably be more likely to listen to him. But I think at this point... I don't know how anybody stops the war because now it's gotten to the point where it's too far in. The only way that the war stops is if Vladimir Putin gets what he wants. Okay, but you also said if he could do it, why isn't he doing it now? But he doesn't even have half the power that he had when he was president. He can't just, no, uh, you know, no, do things. I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. To, to, to clarify, uh, I meant that if he, if he had a plan that would do that you know, reveal what that plan is. I don't mean that he would actually be the one getting in there and having the conversations um, because that would just be a huge, huge, um, um, you know, foreign relations issue if he did that. But if he has a plan, present that plan to people so that they could put that plan into effect. If he has a plan and maybe if he tells it, I mean, Putin right now is laughing at him. He's not going to believe anything right now. You think Putin Putin is laughing at Donald Trump? I'm pretty sure he's laughing at him, saying, huh, you're not in office now. I can do whatever I want, and I'm getting away with it. And and that other thing about that, what the last man, uh, the last caller said, that it is totally unbelievable that anyone would believe that Biden had many more votes than Trump. It's ridiculous. And it, now, look, on the news from the last time I watched it, they said Biden is, is way down to 30-something percent or something. Why is it ridiculous he's, to think that he would have more votes than, than Donald Trump? Because... Can't you see what he's done to the world? He's been crooked all his life, him and his son. Tim, you can't possibly believe it, do you? Of course I believe it. You believe that that Biden had that many more votes than Trump? Yes. Compared to all the things that Trump did for the good of America, compared to Biden and his son. Come on, it's not a ridiculous question what I'm asking you. No, but you also had a record number of people that came out to vote. So when you have a record number of people that come out to vote, yeah, it's possible. Like, and, and again, give kudos to Donald Trump. He got more votes than any sitting president ever got. It's just yes. the other guy got more than yes. he did. I mean, it was, it was a, a monumental election no matter who so, came out as the winner. Okay, my next question is, would you want to have Biden be president again, or would you vote for Donald Trump? I would not vote for Donald Trump, so if Joe Biden is the other option, that's my vote. Okay, now I'm going to ask you one more, because I don't want to take all your time. You're being so good to listen to me right now. Um, the question went right out of my head. If Biden, oh, yes, could you please tell me at least three good things about Biden? Instead of slamming Trump all the time, I want to hear something good about Biden. Try to convince me. That that's, I asked you that before. Well, I've, and you couldn't tell me. There has there's nothing good about him, and you know there isn't. There's been record job growth. There has been uh, more and, than Trump. Better than Trump. Yes, and you where, can. Where do you see that? Where you can look at the statistics, and <laughs> there has been. Um, they, okay, I, I, I like I like the focus on the infrastructure, which, to be fair, was something that Donald Trump talked about wanting to do as well. Um, but it's starting it's starting to get done because as anybody that lives around here knows, there's there's a lot of work that needs to get done just here. Uh, by the way, the uh, Sagamore Bridge work is finished today, just as a side note. And then the other thing um, that I would say that has happened is I think that there has been um, a little bit more if you want to if you want to take a look at one of the, the side effects that has happened to people that didn't support Joe Biden, but that has happened in the Joe Biden era is people have. Oh, learned so minuscule, Tim. 
What, what are you talking about, minuscule? The stuff y'all coming up with. What did Donald Trump I mean, do that was so amazing? Have you, heard, have you heard the most recent news, like maybe from yesterday, all the things that they're coming out with about Biden's corruption right now? Him and his whole family, don't you see that? Who, who, who's coming out with it? All the news, any news. Put it on any station. I, I, and yeah, I, know I, you, I don't know. I know I've, you don't I've like got the, the news guy. on right now. I don't see it. I know you don't like the guy moderators that are on at night. Do you listen to him at all, Tim, at all? Um, I hear them a few times now and then. I don't. I, I wouldn't say that I don't like them. They're very good at what you, they do. Yes, I just don't agree did. with them. Yesterday, you called Sebastian Gorka something. I don't remember what you called him, but that told me you didn't like him. You don't like Officer uh, Brandon Tatum. What about him? Uh, I really don't like him, to be That's honest with you. Okay. Uh, I, why? I, because they're on Trump's side, right, Tim? No, I just don't, I don't like his style. I think he's. I think he's. I think he oh, tries to push style. buttons. Oh. I don't. I don't. I don't like when people try to create false, you know, controversies just to get people well, riled up. That's what it is. About but he's. But again, Donald he's very Trump good at what too. he does. That's why he's on the station. I know, but I don't know why these guys don't come on in the daytime because we don't hear that kind of stuff in the daytime talk show. Because we have that night. Because we have local talk show hosts talking about local yeah, things during and the day. Not only that, but at nighttime it's kind of difficult because. They've got 50,000 ads and only 10 minutes of talking at a time. We don't get to hear a full show. If you're going to time it, and I did it the other night. I don't so have the paper. Let me, explain you, let me explain to you how it works. Those, yeah. those shows are sent to us via satellite. That satellite yeah. sends some tones. Those tones are what fire off commercials on our computer. So the only way that our computer is firing off those commercials is when they get those tones from the satellite show. I so understand. if there's something wrong, then the satellite is not sending the tones properly. It's not us playing commercials over well, them. No, I didn't say that. Did I? You, you yes, that? you did. Previously, yes. No, I did it. I don't, care. I don't know who's running it. I don't care who's running it. My point is there are too many ads. Too many, and not only that, they are so repetitive. It's like... It's well, like you're a prisoner, and they're torturing you by letting you hit this every five minutes. The same ads over and over and over. That's how it runs. That's, that's who's sponsoring those shows. So that's that's well, who. They don't that's do who that in the hear. daytime. Why don't they do that on your show? And yeah, because we have more minutes. sponsors. You have an answer for everything, Tim. Well, if you ask a question, I'm going to give you an answer. I understand that, but I don't. I don't really believe you when you say you're going to vote for Biden. I don't believe you. And do you really think what, what, you should run again? What do you think? You think I'm going to secretly vote for Donald Trump? No, listen. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Although I'm asking you, would, you. I can't. I said you couldn't. I don't believe you'd vote for Biden. And um, there's other people besides Trump running. You don't have to vote for Trump. But I'm saying. Oh, I don't know that it will be by mind, the time it gets to that. No. The man's incompetent. You're saying that you would vote for him. That's ridiculous. I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. If my choice is between incompetent Joe Biden and incompetent Donald Trump, I'm going to vote for incompetent Joe Biden. I got to hold you there because I got to take a break. You would not do that. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. I, I like how you know me better than I know me. Uh, I'll take a break. We'll be back. And let me take another quick phone call here before I have to take one final short break before the end of the hour. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. I'll be real quick. Uh, the lady that called the mayor's office that was having a shutoff notice for her electric bill, mm -hmm. um, from what I understand, and I can't guarantee it, uh, but the Council on Aging has a special fund that's special, uh, separate and distinct from PACE. Uh, and if she qualifies, she may be able to apply there. Again, I can't guarantee it, but it's worth an inquiry on, on her behalf and where she's starting to attend Council on Aging centers, senior centers, that they may be able to uh, hook her up properly. At least she'll have uh, yeah, no I one way or the other. I think, you, I think you're conflating two different callers. Well, there was one that called the mayor, and she said that she had a shut-off notice. Yep. That she did receive pace 
funding, but it doesn't cover the electrical bill. Right. Well, no, they, they said they will cover it, but they haven't gotten the funds yet to cover it. So she's like in limbo now waiting for the money and they're threatening to shut her off uh, while they're waiting for the money to come in from Pace, if I, if I remember correctly. Mm, which, if she which, heats, she, has, she would have to heat by electric in order for that funding that they were talking about. It only pays for heating services. The electrical is a responsibility for, for everybody else that receives uh, heat support. I've, um, I've always found, too, that, that Catholic Charities is good about helping out with um, with uh, electric bills because that happens a lot of times to people. Yep, so yep. They're, they're, they've always been good with that. I mean, I, I've gone through it myself before, you know, with um, with electric bill issues, you know, going back years. And I've always found that um, the, the electric company was willing to work with people. She said she said that uh, she'd already been on the payment program, but I would try again. Like they absolutely they, yep. they, they don't want you to not pay the bill. So whatever they can do to get any money from you, they'll they'll work with you on. All right, man. That's it for today. All right. Have a good one. And uh, we'll take more of your calls at 508-996-0500 right now. Going to take my final break of the hour. All right. Welcome back in. We have a couple of callers on hold, but I have less than a minute here before we're going to have to go into the news. So if you want to hang on, we will take you right at the start of the next hour. I promise we'll get started right with the phone calls at 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved. But we will certainly take uh, the two callers that are on hold right now as soon as we come back on the other side of of the news. Uh, you can also send an app chat messages. Maybe you don't want to hang on the phone. Maybe you can't hang on the phone. You can always send an app chat message to the WBSM app or just open up the app and hit open line and just record what it is that you want to say. Send it to me that way and then I can give it a listen and once we clear it to, for being put on the air, I can play it. And it's like you called right into the show except you know, you recorded it when it worked well for you. And that goes for any time of day. Maybe, maybe you want to record something for me at 10.30 at night so that I can play it on the... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.